Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Mel Vandevoort, and I recently had a conversation with a good friend of mine. His name is J.P. Presavento, and he currently serves as the Chief Technology and Communications Officer for a suburban school district where he oversees the instructional and informational aspects of technology, as well as the district's comprehensive communications program. JP has spent his career serving the students and staff of his school district, first as a high school English language arts teacher, then as the instructional technology coordinator, and now he currently serves as the district's director of communications. He has a wide variety of experience presenting to local, regional, and national audiences on a wide range of topics. JP is passionate about leveraging technology to amplify the voices of students and staff members in his community and helping to elevate public schools by telling the stories of the great things that happen in classrooms each and every day. JP has always been one of my favorite tech people, and I've learned so much from him just by looking at his social media, and we had some classes together. We actually took our instructional technology master's courses together, so it's my pleasure to have talked to JP and had a great conversation with him. Hi, friend. Are you ready to move into a leadership position? Do you have interests and ambitions that you want to pursue, but feel like you don't know how to take that next step? Maybe you want to start your own coaching or consulting agency. I'm Mel, and I help educators define their career path through correct mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for your career transition. I will show you how to level up your leadership skills, share your expertise in a new way, create impact on a larger scale, and put your leadership in motion. As an educator for over 20 years, I started to feel underused and like I had more to give. I knew when the time had come for me to leave the classroom and affect change on a larger level. Now I'm ready to help you determine where your talents and skills mesh with your passions and interests, put your leadership in motion, and move into that next phase of your educational career journey. Let me help you define your career path by having the right mindset, knowing your options, and getting prepared for that next leadership position. So power up and put your leadership in motion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mel Vandevoort, and I have a guest host with me today. I have JP, and JP and I have known each other for quite a while. We went to college together for a short bit, and he is an amazing tech person. He has worked his way up the ranks in education, and I'm excited for him to be on the show and share a little bit about what he does and how his transition came about from teacher into a leader position. So welcome to the show, JP. Hey, Mel. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate your time today. It is an honor to have you on, and you're actually not too far from me. I'm in Baldwin, Missouri, and you're in Arnold, correct? Yeah, we're just we're just down the street. We basically yeah. go to a live podcast at Starbucks. Yep. And I went through Arnold the other day and it's a very cute little area. And I actually, it's not too far for me. So 
you know, maybe if I decide to go back into public education, that might not be a bad spot to think about. So there you go. <laughs> so, JP, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell us whatever you would like to tell us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, like Mel said, my name is JP Presvento. Uh, currently, I serve as the Chief Technology and Communications Officer for a school district of approximately 11,000 pre-K through high school students in wow. suburban St. Louis. Yeah, so we have we have a lot of, a lot of students here. Yeah, I didn't realize it was quite that big. That's, that's yeah, two, quite large. Uh, two high schools, a couple middle schools, and a whole bunch of elementaries and some other buildings sprinkled around there as well. And, you know, I've had a an interesting kind of zigzagging path to get here. I start I say often that I'm a recovering English language arts teacher. Yes. Taught high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's taught, the life of an educator, yes. <laughs> absolutely. I taught high school English for a little over eight years. After that, I was an instructional technology coordinator, so I oversaw all the instructional aspects of our technology program, teacher training, worked with students, helped strategic planning for laptop initiatives, that kind of thing. Uh, from there, I took a turn and I was our communication director for a number of years. And this year I had an opportunity to kind of put those skill sets together. And now I oversee our technology program uh, that includes like our traditional tech, our data, our information, all that, along with our communication program. So this year, for kind of the first time in my career, I've stepped away from being the person who does all the work, and I'm more in the role to have an opportunity to lead and lead those on my team and to make sure that, that the work gets done and to kind of, you know, oversee all those things. So it's a, definitely a new role for me this year. Yeah, and that sounds exciting. And I know that a lot of times when Teachers are ready to make that transition out of the classroom. There's a lot of reasons that they want to. I know that some of them have some great skills, some tech skills, some, you know, some of them are great at the communication end of things. And it's always great to leverage the skills that you already have and step into a position that you can fully use those skills and step boldly into the purpose for which you were created. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so for me, you know, and I'm thinking back and at this point in my career, I've been out of the classroom longer, I think, than I was actually in the classroom or kind of right about that, that tipping point. So, you know, reflecting back to my time in the classroom, in education, it's so unique, right, that there are, in a lot of industries, you have an opportunity to start an entry level role, and there's a natural progression, right? You move mm -hmm. from entry level and then you go to mid-management. And there's a clear trajectory. In education, there just aren't that many opportunities for growth. Right. So as teachers, it's really important to look at that teacher leadership and look at those opportunities you have to lead from where you are and really be cognizant about developing some of those skills that you think, hey, I may want to be a principal or maybe I want to get into counseling or maybe I want to be an instructional coach or whatever the case may be and be really kind of cognizant of about developing those skills and putting yourself in situations that will allow you to build the leadership skills that you need to move forward. With that being said, in my specific case, you know, I just kind of fell into some tech stuff. Uh, I was four or five years, six years, something like that in the classroom. And I kind of fell into, hey, we need someone to teach our new grade book. And I learned the new grade book. Started teaching the new grade book, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I actually I'm kind of I think I'm kind of good at this. I had my whole building ready to go before before we needed to be right. So you know, 
a year or two came came and went, and we had to do that again. And I went through that whole process again. And around that time, you know, we had a job open up to be a technology coordinator. Um, I put in for that job. I, I actually didn't get it the first time. Uh, we hired someone else, so I kind of I kept taking on some of those leadership roles, doing more training, more PD, and just kind of honing those skills. And then when the time came, it actually came pretty quickly after that, a year or so later, uh, that they needed someone else to fill that role. And I applied and was able to kind of step right in. And I really credit that to you know just constantly honing those skills and putting myself in front of people and speaking publicly and developing learning for teachers and reflecting on that learning, and then just trying to continually hone those skills. So just because I, and I'll hear teachers say this, and it always grinds my gears when they say I'm just a teacher. Your, oh, your me too. Me your listener, too. Your listeners didn't see my air quotes, but I, I, I despise it when people say that because that's such an important role. But when you're in that classroom, you have the ability to lead from where you are and to work on developing the skills that will get you where you want to be. That is really some great advice. As a matter of fact, yesterday I did a an ed camp session at the school where my children used to go to school. My best friend is a principal and the curriculum director and professional development. She's she wears many many hats there. And that was exactly what I was talking about, leading from your current position and stepping into those different areas that you can really hone your leadership skills. And that is when you said just a teacher, that is one of the things that really irritates me the most also is when people say, well, I'm just a teacher. What do you mean just a teacher? If we didn't have teachers, we wouldn't have education. I mean, you are way more than just a teacher. You are a leader from where you are. You are teaching leadership skills to your students and you are honing your own leadership skills in the process. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. One of the things that I really encouraged the people in my session to do yesterday was to seek out those opportunities to lead from your current position and really grow those skills. So I am in total agreement with that. And I love that you said that. It helped me remember the things that I said yesterday. And when you were talking about leveraging your skills and you thought you were really good at it and stuff, I remember when we were in class over the summer at SBU and I was new to the world of Twitter and you were like, no, we do this and this and this. And I'm like, I can't even keep up. And, I, and this is instructional technology and I couldn't keep up. But I've, I've kind of mastered the um, Twitter world now. So right when they change names, you get good. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about you were talking about leveraging your skills. Uh, can, can you expand on that a little bit more and how you really use that to move into those different roles and continue to step up on the ladder into different different roles throughout your career? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like I said, when I was in the classroom, I did as much PD as I could. Like I did a lot of learning for myself. Um, I went to went to events. I tried to talk to people who had roles that I wanted to have. Right. Yeah. I always I think it's cheesy when I say, oh, just go have coffee with someone. They love to talk. And but that that's true. Right. If there's someone who you who you really respect and who you want to learn from reach out to him, send him a text, send him an email, hit him up on the Twitter X machine, whatever, and have a conversation, you know, say, hey, can we have some coffee? I'd love to, I'd love to chat more. So I tried to surround myself with those people who were doing the things that I wanted to be able to do. 
And even when I left the classroom and I started my first role in instructional technology, I put a lot of value into that. And I still do to this day. I put a lot of value in networking and connecting and having conversations with people who have more experience than I do. Mm-hmm. That's something that I see so much value in. Just that idea of connecting with professionals, people who have done what you what you want to do, what you aspire mm-hmm. to do, and being able to learn from their ideas and their experience. Because experience really is one of the best teachers we can have. Yes. And but when you don't have that experience, you know, you have to you have to rely on the experience of others a little bit. You know, so I, I kind of stepped into instructional technology, and as I was doing that role, I did a lot of teacher training, did a lot of teacher PD, uh, did a lot of work with students, and then I also kind of started helping our communications person with some things, like we would kind of mix the communication and the tech side. You know, I did a lot with social media then, and an opening came up in communications, and I you know, threw my hat in, and next thing I knew, I was the director of communications for our, my local school district. Um, same school district I've been in my entire career. I've never left. So it was just those skills that I had been honing that I thought, hey, maybe these will be useful as I step into another role. So it's something that I didn't even know I was getting ready for. Uh-huh, it was exactly. just I found a natural progression in that particular case. You know, there were a couple different jobs that would feed into school communications. And one of them was, you know, I did instructional technology. And that was that's one of it's not the most common, but it's one of the paths that kind of kind of lead to to that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so then we kind of started that whole, that whole leadership development process again. Um, you know, I kind of had to take myself to school, right? I had to do a lot of learning about the part of that job that I didn't know. I found mentors. So I kind of apprenticed underneath those people. You know, there are obviously opportunities for growth and failure, failure along the way that I was able to learn from. Mm-hmm. And I, as I've done that for a few years, again, more, a different opportunity just kind of came up that was going to meld my school skill sets together. And we gave it a shot. And now we're trying something brand new again this year. With, with I have amazing teams that work with me, that get some stuff done. And I'm able to hopefully lead and create, you know, now I look at kind of how do I create more leaders and more people to kind of learn up and level their own careers up. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've been taking notes as you were talking because I don't want to forget things. When you were talking about networking and I am a huge proponent of always having someone to mentor you or you mentor someone too, because you grow so much. You only have your perspective and you don't always see all sides. And it's not because you don't want to necessarily. It's just we're human. We only have so much brain capacity because we have so many things that we're focused on. So it helps if you are networking, finding the people that are doing the thing that you want to do is so important. And I know that sometimes we look at people as, I can't bother them. You know, they're, they're this big person and they're people just like you and me. They started in the same place where you and I did, and they are probably more than willing to answer some questions and help you and guide you and get you some growth. So I always say have a mentor in several different areas in not just one, you can have a coach or a mentor in many different areas. So you can continue to grow those skills. Tell us a little bit more about what director of communications, I think you're probably getting ready to go into that. But tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. You've kind of talked about the instructional technology coordinator job. 
now go into the director of communications, because I'm sure that many of our teachers who are ready to transition may not even understand what that is. And I would like to get a little more clear myself. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, there's often an office in a lot of school districts that people may not know about, and that's the communications office. Um, here in my district, oh, I handled, it was a lot of stuff. Um, I, the website, our social media presence, I was our videographer, our photographer. Um, I, I would say I ran point on communications for any emergencies. So, you know, if the fire department came to a school, I was managing communications so the principal could manage the actual event. Um, I worked very closely with our CFO and superintendent on ballot initiatives. Gosh, I could probably keep going. Um, there's, you know, it's a lot of the, anything that you would classify as district level communications or public relations or marketing. Um, I had a hand in. So it was a, it's definitely a busy job. It's typically not something that someone will go right from the classroom to, but it's definitely an important job. It's a very important job to, in terms of public perception. In terms of you know getting your community to feel like they're part of the school district, that's just such an important job. Uh, I have a benefit to that. You know, I this is first of all, this has been my community my entire life. I've never my whole career I've spent essentially right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also say that I had a communication team of fifteen hundred because everyone in a school district, one way you can lead is by helping tell your your school's story. Right. And you could help that communications office by, you know, when you have a story to tell, making sure you're either sharing it or sharing it out to that office um, so that they can help help tell some of those stories. And that was a big part of it, too. You know, I was always looking for stories of amazing things happening in schools and classrooms, because the thing that I would think of, you know, we're big, as we talked about earlier, we're a big school district here. And sometimes people say, oh, it's just this big school district that doesn't care about people or whatever the case may be. And that's a pretty common narrative with larger school districts, right. kind of breaking that wall down and saying, we're not just a big school district. We have this teacher right here who's kindergarten class, worked with the middle school class to make um, little monster drawings into little monster stuffed animals after reading a book. You know, So there's that cool story, these little individual stories that happen. And that's a lot of what the communications office will do, too, is to strategically tell some of those stories to help the community get to know the school district a little bit better. Yes, exactly. And that is always so important to really immerse yourself in your district and become part of your district and not just a teacher, but own it, be proud of it and let the world know I am a teacher. And when I was a teacher in the classroom, I kind of wore it as a badge of honor and people would say, well, what do you do? And I proudly would say I am a teacher and I loved the job so much that that was who I was. It wasn't just a job to me. It was part of my identity. So own it. And be proud of it. You are not just a teacher. You are shaping the future leaders of America and of your community and probably of your own district because some of those students are going to stay in your district and grow into those jobs. It's a wonderful thing to see that and see the progression of your students as you are progressing yourself. So wonderful. JP, I would love if you would give my audience one last tidbit of information or wisdom on. When they're ready to step from the classroom into a leadership position, give us one good word of wisdom. You know, when I think about stepping into a leadership role, right, I think about being ready. Mm-hmm. 
And a, an idea that is shared around a lot, is, at least in circles I run in, is when are you ready to take that next step? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to put data to it, I'd say if you can do 80% of that person's job or that role's job, you're ready. We are more ready to take on leadership than we realize we are. And sometimes it's just believing in yourself. Yes. Believing in your skills and believing in your training. Yes. And half the battle is that battle with yourself. The mental battle that you're going to fight to say, I'm ready for this because I have had X, Y, and Z experience. And I have led through those experiences. And that is preparing me to take the next step. Yes, exactly. And this week, I am actually presenting at a summit the Influential um, Entrepreneur Summit. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. It is believed to achieve. And your mindset is the biggest obstacle sometimes to your success because we all suffer from imposter syndrome and fear and all of those things that hold us back from stepping fully into our purpose. So I love it. Thank you so much. I am so happy that you came on today. Thank you for being willing to take some time out of your day. I see that you're at work right now, and I know that you are probably super busy, and I am sure my audience appreciates it as well. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I appreciate you reaching out for me to come on, Mel. JP, if anybody would like to connect with you, what is the best way that they can do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Across social media, I am at JP Prez. That's at J-P-P-R-E-Z-Z. Wonderful. And I will have all of that information in the show notes for you. So you can find him very easily. Thank you so much again and have an amazing day, JP. And likewise, listeners, listeners, you have an amazing day too. And thank you for joining and I will catch you next week. Bye-bye.